They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper. Homie, I grew up in hell. A block away from heaven. That corner ain't 15 minutes and move a seven. Pure snow. Bag it, then watch it go. Occupational options. Get some. Hey, what's up, everyone? You're now listening to Powercast. I believe it's episode uh, 23, I think. 23 or 24. But we, we are recapping. Uh, Power Season Five, Episode Three, and uh, what what an episode it was! I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Rich? What's up, Gary? And what's up, listeners and viewers? Glad to be back on Powercast. Indeed, indeed, and I'm also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How you doing, Dana? Hello, I'm doing great, and I'm happy to be back. Good to have you back. But um, yeah, uh, as I was saying, that was a pretty good episode. A lot happened there. Um, I do want to um, start off by saying I, I feel like the writing got more stronger in this one because I think in the, the past few episodes, the writing's been a bit uh, bit sloppy, you know, a bit lazy. But I feel like in this one, it was kind of on point and they kind of, you know, kept us guessing again like they used to and stuff. So um, I've, I felt like they did a good job. But Let's get straight into, you know, discussing some of the the major plot points that happened in this episode. Now, uh, of course, I'm going to get to all the juicy bits eventually, but let's start off with uh, talking about Maria Suarez and, you know, the the internal investigation surrounding Angela and Ray Ray and everything. Um, So a few things happen in this episode, you know, Maria Suarez, she she talks to that police officer uh, at the at the top of the episode. A police officer visits, you know, Tariq at home and asks him a few questions about, um, you know, why uh, why he was seen going out of the school and and why Raina followed him and did he see anything? And you know, Tariq kind of lies basically. And then um, a few scenes later, Maria Suarez visits that same officer and she learns that Angela Valdez actually um had conversations with ray ray like she she went looking for him and you know spoke to him and she kind of suspected that already because she found her uh, angela's business card at ray ray's cousin's house so she she already had you know um that in mind that angela was was lying and stuff so she goes to visit angela there's a bit of a tense scene between them and then later on in the show we see that uh angela actually gets Maria removed from the investigation. So uh, I I want to ask you guys, like, do you think, do you think that investigation is now dead or do you, do you feel like that that's going to make Maria possibly, you know, go off on her own and try and bring down Angela or something like that? Like, what do you think, Rich? Well, I think uh, that she has definitely now set the uh, groundwork for there to be an actual feud between them. I mean, only before, you know, Maria was, quote unquote, doing her job, trying to snoop and figure out what's up with Angela. Um, and she was slowly but surely trying to get closer to seeing that she is involved. But now that you have directly 
gone after her and tried to get her off the case, it makes it come off like, oh, well, I do have something to hide. So now this lady, I, 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 there's part of me that feels that she may go above and beyond now to continue to look deeper into this investigation. Uh, one thing that uh, I'm sure you are going to mention later, Gary, because we spoke about this very briefly, uh, the fact that Angela got involved with this other new character, this other guy, uh, yeah, this guy could also be working for Maria and could end up being somebody that helps to bring down Angela as well later on. But I mean, we'll probably get into that discussion a little later. But uh, yeah, I definitely think that she has now made it very clear to Maria Oh, I do have something to hide, and I'm going to try to stop you from coming after me. But now I think Maria may do whatever she needs to do to prove that Angela is involved in all of this, and it's not good for Angela. That that's just my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about you, Dana? Do you feel like we've seen the last of Maria Suarez, or do you think that plot is going to continue? No, I think that Angela did something. She did that stupidly. And by jumping up really quickly and getting Maria's investigation shut down, it's going to end up drawing more attention. I mean, at first she was curious, but now you have her full attention at this. And I never thought of that guy being like the, what do you call it? I would consider like a mole type of thing, like worked, like playing her, essentially. I never even thought of that. Now that you said that, I can't unthink that. And that is a wonderful concept that they do go that way. And I always said, well, I've always said that I wanted her dead, but I'm going to say this. And I said this in the previous thing. I think that the way how she ends up being um, her downfall is her by her own hand and by her jumping up and doing what she did that right there is, it's just going to end up to her downfall. And her remember when she called, when she called Jamie randomly out of the blue, I mean, she already had contact with Tasha, and I was kind of used to that. But then she jumped up, and she's trying to contact Jamie, and Jamie's like, nah, I'm good. So this is not going to go well at all for Angela, and this is her her own doing. And I did want to say really quickly, remember when she was talking to Tasha at the diner? And she was saying, you know, this is the second time I've, you know, basically did something I wasn't supposed to do. I thought that that conversation was really corny. But I think that that whole conversation also is foreshadowing to, you know, people finding out everything that she's done dirty handedly. Mm. And I, I know you, you like I know you want Angela dead and everything, but um, I do want to say that she's dead to me now because uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why she's messing with this this new dude. So uh, but yeah, what did you guys think? of? So, yeah, we already brought it up. You know, there's a you know new guy, new agent. Um, she they bump into each other in a corridor, and you know documents go flying everywhere. And then you know um, they get to talking, discussing you know uh, what they do and their jobs and everything, and they they exchange contact information. And before you know it, you know they're whining, dining, and sleeping with each other later on in the episode. So um, like that scene the scene where they meet was very deliberate in my opinion and i feel like there's definitely something going on there uh you know maybe uh the guy even took some documents from from angela or something like that and um i definitely feel like he has some some huge significance to what's coming later on but um so let me guys know like of what you possibly think might unfold with this character um so go ahead rich 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I believe you you had said it. Uh, like, like I said, when we spoke about it earlier, you said this guy could be a double agent, and and uh, Dana has also said the same thing. So I would not be surprised because, that, as you mentioned, it is very random as she would just bump into this character. And and one thing I did want to mention, uh, and we will get into this later. It looks as though that a power has come back to the sex scenes once again. <laughs> but uh, we're not going to talk about that other one yet. But in regards to Angela, you know, also denying Jamie's call, um, I feel like she moved in re real fast with this guy. And, you know, it's just something when you look at the guy, he looks good. And then you just all of a sudden. But, you know, they had that interaction where all the files that she had in her case dropped out and whatever files he was working on dropped out. Uh, you had said she could have very easily had some of her files picked up by that guy. So that, um, I don't know. It's a lot of questions with this character very mysteriously, but the fact that he just shows up and then he even asked her, you know, what are you working on? And she just openly tells him what she's working on. That right there, she just trusts this guy a little too fast, a little too quick. So um, just as Dana said, I believe that that is definitely going to be part of what brings her down ultimately in the end. But uh, very, very dangerous territory that she is uh, involved in right now. And one little quick thing I will add before you go to Dana. I also find it interesting how she's trying to tell her boss, oh, we need to go after the Jimenez, all of this stuff. And like the lady doesn't want to hear any of it. And yet the people on her team are also working against her with the exception of a few people. But we know that there are some people that just despise Angela and want her to go down as well. So a lot of crookedness going on in that whole department. And I'm very curious to see how all of this ends, but Angela is not looking good right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, we, we all think that the, there's a possibility that guy could be a, a, a mole or a double agent, but like which side do you think he's on though? Because like the thing is, um, you know, it, you, it's easy to say he might be on um, Maria's side, but I was thinking maybe he's with uh, the uh, the Jimenez or something. Because remember they had uh, Mike Sandoval before, who was a double agent for Lobos. So maybe like he's kind of linked with the criminals, maybe. Um, but Dana, what do you think? I had a opposite opinion from Richard. Um, Yes, how they met was very corny. It looked like something out of a Disney movie. But the difference that I have is that I feel that he is trying to get as much information from her as possible. At the same time, she's trying to use him as well, which is why she was all corny and batting her eye and flipping her hair. And I'll meet you for dinner, eight o'clock, was because I felt that she was going to use him in order to get um, the other woman Maria off of her back. And remember when he, when she came, when they came in with like the documents, it was like this investigation is shut down. I thought that was his doing at first. Like she wouldn't, she slept with him and then she explained the problem that she was having. And he, by him working in DC was able to get the investigation shut down. Um, so I see it as him being able to use her and she's using him, but he, of course, is going to end up having the upper hand. And in the whole situation with the paperwork, you know, oh, how did this file get in here? And remember when she went, remember when he went and grabbed her phone and she's like, come here, give me your phone. I was really surprised that she just willingly gave it to her. And I kind of expected him to say, take it or something really quickly. And they never would showed what happened to the phone after he put it in the drawer. 
So I wonder if he like downloaded some type of app where he's able to get the screenshots and get all of her messages and stuff like that. I don't know. The thing that you were saying about him working for the cartel, that could also be another possibility. And I didn't think of that at first. So, yeah, but I, I do believe he was introduced for a reason. I believe it's to take Angela down for whomever team it may be. And I think that Angela, the only reason why she was all silly acting was because she thinks that she can use him. But in fact, it is going to be her that's going to be used. I, th I think those are all excellent points. I just wanted to say that. Yes, very, very uh, good, good, good points. And yes, very interesting to see how, how this is going to play out. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, and that's that's something interesting you mentioned with the phones, because like I'm sure after they would they they did whatever they were doing, you know, uh, she would be knocked out, like you know, sleeping like a horse, and um, you know, uh, he'd probably have access to her phone at that point. Like he could get it and maybe clone it or do whatever he wanted to. So, yeah, that that's something uh, to think about. Like maybe that's a possibility. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot going on with Angela. Um, oh, and also, uh, towards the end of the episode, she, she finally. I thought this scene was hilarious. How like you know she she just works out that uh the the second Jimenez is a woman just like that like kind of thing like um but yeah I mean uh she she finally finds out that um you know the the Jimenez there's a there's a brother and a sister and now it seems like they're heavy on the lead of the the Jimenez cartel and everything so do you guys think that this is going to lead to some sort of big bust maybe in the next uh couple episodes or so like do you think uh they're really gonna you know, go in on them. I do. I just wanted to say really quickly that that was the worst scene out of the whole episode. And it was so corny. <laughs> like you have an entire, you know, crew of minorities and they're like, oh, wait, the Spanish word for brother, and the Spanish <laughs> word for sister. But if you put them together, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> that, 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 that really was cringy. That was horrible. <laughs> I didn't, oh my God. And then the Spanish guy, the the, the guy who's in charge, is like, oh, see. <laughs> I didn't think of that one. Oh my God. Um, but yes, because remember, Jamie, Kanan, and, and um, Tommy, they're trying to get the guys killed. And then you have the police trying to take them down. So I do see that they're, somehow there's going to be their demise. I just don't know who's going to reach them first. But mm -hmm. if either one gets to them, that helps the other side either way. Like if Kanan and Tommy and Jamie gets to them first, then that kind of helps, you know, the investigation. I mean, there's nothing to investigate. They're dead. Um, but, yeah, I, I, do see, I do see this being played out even more. I do see them trying to, you know, get in on them and, and close the case. Remember they were saying something about six months they were able to prosecute them or something? So I do see that happening. I see that being a major storyline and it's going to continue maybe around to like the middle of the season. Yeah. I actually think um, if the investigation investigation shuts down the Jimenez, that helps Jamie and them more yeah. than anything, because um, like, I feel like in this episode, they, they really took a backseat in terms of trying to kill the Jimenez. Cause remember that was like a huge priority for, for Kanan, uh, Jamie, and Tommy, but like in this episode, they they it was like they they didn't even care about it. Like they was just doing other stuff. Um, 
So I think, you know, having the Jimenez taken out eliminates that need for them to, to, to you know, take out the Jimenez and then they can kind of develop the other stories that are going on with those three characters. Um, so I, I feel like that might be actually happening within the next few episodes, the Jimenez like being taken down um, and stuff. But what do you think, Rich? All right, uh, I, I have a couple other thoughts, but some of that stuff goes a little bit further, and I'll probably bring it up later in this discussion. But I will say, I don't think it's going to happen that quick. The only reason I say that again is I go back to the conversation that Angela had with her boss, and the boss is trying to shut it down, saying as though they have to focus on something else. Now we didn't. She wasn't in that that meeting that they had at the end. Lisa, I don't recall seeing her in there. This is just Angela talking with the other guys. So I I I, I kind of think they still may have to run this by her before they pursue the, the you know the Jimenez. So until that happens, I I think it's it's not. I don't think it's going to happen quite as fast. Uh, what one thing I will say is that I do notice that uh, the brother, I believe his name is Diego. He seems like he is trying to get more hands-on with a lot of different things. And if anything, I do believe that whenever they do take them down, he is the one that may get taken out. Because I, I feel as though they're building this whole thing, whereas I believe the sister is probably even more deadly, deadlier than the actual brother. And we'll re revisit that later, but I, I think that is something that... um. That, that may happen now that he is trying to insert himself in all these other, what other, these other organizations are doing now and trying to come in and step over Dre. I think that that means that when something does go down and the police are there, they may, he may be the one they take out, but they don't get the sister that fast, but it can go either way. But, but yes, um, it is glad. It is good that they are establishing. I do agree with Dana. That scene was kind of corny. Uh, it is good that they are, have established who the enemies are, but, until they actually have the approval of the boss, I, I, I'm going to say I don't think it happens that that fast. But we'll have to wait and see what happens in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, and and since you brought that stuff up, that's kind of where I was going next. So yeah, a lot of stuff on the the street level happened with Dre and everything. Um, of course, you had uh, you had uh, the Jimenez guy. He was like kind of torturing, punishing the those guys that he thought killed uh the other guy when really it was you know uh dre's friend um and yeah there was a, a whole lot going on there and then um you know uh jimenez appoints cristobal the second in command and it it starts to seem like jimenez really prefers cristobal so what you just said a minute ago about you know um them taking out you know the 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 guy, the Jimenez guy, and and the the woman being left. I think that's a real possibility, actually, because maybe if they just take him out, um, then uh, you know, um, maybe something will happen between Dre and the 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 the, the you know the sister or something, and they'll run everything together. Maybe, um, so maybe that's something that's going to happen. I don't know, but yeah, a lot happened. A lot of uh, turmoil and stuff seems to be going on in Dre's camp. Um, and of course, you have Kanan as well intervening and um, you know setting up Cristobal, making you know him him look weak um, as second in command and stuff. So, what do you guys think of the whole drug cartel game and what's what's been going on at the moment? Go ahead, Rich. All right, so I just will make a quick comment based on what you said about the sister. 
I believe that they 100% foreshadow stuff when they have these conversations on the show. And I recall that the brother was talking to Dre and was like, yeah, you, you want to mess around with my sister? And then Dre said, no, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to get with your sister like that. This is all just business. I think that is foreshadowing because one thing we know about power, they always got to have the violence in the sex. Dre has had an awkward sex scene so far this season, but he has not really had any type of romantic uh, relationship yet on the show that we've seen. So I definitely can see him hooking up with the sister and the sister having his back because let's say that they do that, you know, eventually Angela's team does take down the brother. He could be the guy that almost protects him or tries to help him out and is unsuccessful, but he can flip that narrative and come back to her and say, well, because he was there and he tried to help out, she, she values him a lot more. And then they develop a relationship. You know, I I mean, I don't know, but I, I do think that that is a direction they could be going as far as that's concerned. Now to go back to the stuff that you mentioned with uh, Dre's organization. I mean, I personally was glad to see this because when they started the season, they made Dre look like he was unstoppable, like he's a badass. But one thing that they have shown with this show is that anybody can, can get power and then instantly be humbled by it because the Jimenez, they're the ones that are always in charge of, of all this stuff here. So to show Dre get humbled in this particular episode, I think that was that was great to show because you can't have this character looking like a badass all season long, like nothing could happen to him. And we got that, but now we got a reminder of that. So he thinks that he has power and control, but he hasn't yet proven himself to them. And this is still a process in work of him having to do that. Now the fact that you have Kanan getting in the ear of these other guys, I, I definitely think you're going to see a lot of stuff happen uh, it, it, with Dre's organization, similar to what happened with Tommy's organization, where there were people that they they felt they were disrespected. They didn't really get their take and get credit for any of the stuff they did. So the same thing happened. It, that's exactly what's going to happen with Dre's organization now. But it's a question of how it happens and when it happens, because it feels as though they are building to that tension. Um, one quick thing I will mention before you go to Dana. I know they had the whole scene with Cristobal getting robbed by Kanan and I don't really understand why Kanan didn't take him out at that point. I, I was very surprised to see that. I thought, just shoot this guy. You already got a gun to his head. <laughs> just, just take him out. But no, I'm going to hit him, and we'll save it for a showdown later. Because right. sooner, sooner or later, he's going to find out that, oh, this guy is involved. And then the other two guys that will, that will, you know, the other two friends of, of um, Dre were also involved in that as the other masked guys. So, I don't know why they didn't take him out to just tie up that loose end right then and there. But because then at that point, I would have thought if you take this guy out, then Dre would probably go back to his friend who he downplayed in the last episode, say, you know what? Maybe you can be my number two now since Crystal Ball is out the picture. But see, they didn't go that route. So that is a missed opportunity. Yeah, but, that, like it, it's 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 little things like that that makes the writing slightly lazy because it's like how was it that easy to get to crystal ball but you guys couldn't even kill dre like in it like at the start of the season or whatever like like how is it that easy for them to for, for kanan to just infiltrate the crew like that and then get to crystal ball and then not kill him like you said um like surely he would just kill him right then and there because that would hurt dre a lot and then you know if it's that easy to be, to get to crystal ball i'm sure they could easily get to dre too like it, exactly it, 
it's I, I, yeah. I don't get it. It just feels like it's stalling because you know this. There's ten episodes in the season, so I guess they want to drag things out a little bit further. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious to hear what Dana has to say, though, because yeah, I had issues with that. Because if I was was Kanan, I would have took Cristobal out right then and there. We don't need to revisit this again. But sooner or later, Cristobal is going to find out, and now Dre is going to have to deal with this situation if these guys don't try to kill you know, them before that. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. What's your thoughts, uh, Dana? Okay, really quickly, I thought it was hilarious. It looked like 50 Cent was in white face. It looked like he was Donald Glover <laughs> from the Teddy Perkins episode. Remember that one? I was just waiting him for like to start speaking in a high-pitched voice. You're not going to get me. <laughs> Yay, my father. Um, But... I was slightly confused by this, by that scene, and then the scene when they was killing all the other guys in the like the I guess a warehouse basement area, when they thought it was the guy who went after Urel, like killed Urel. But I will say this: Dre is in over his head, and I clearly see that by the almost towards the end or maybe the middle of the season, everyone is going to just be trying to kill Dre. And he's going to just probably end up on the run. And I don't think that, that Tariq can save him with his little text messages. So, yeah, um, Dre is in way over his head. The scene with the with him saying with the, the part with the sister, I really don't see that happening. I may be the only one who doesn't see that happening. To me, they just don't have any kind of chemistry together. Um, I think that it's just really interesting that Dre wanted to be this big time guy and you see him basically shaking in the warehouse thing as the guy is killing all those three guys that, that he thought killed Urel. So um, to me, it was just weird. It was a mess. I hate the fact that they didn't kill Cristobal. So, you know, they're going to drag this out. It reminded me very much of the scene with Dre. They didn't kill Dre at the graveyard. So... It was weird, and they're going to just use that to drag this out throughout the whole season. But Dre is either dead or he's going to be on the run by the end of the season. Yeah. I agree. Sounds out. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anything can happen, but I, I feel like I feel like it's it's what Rich said is, is definitely a possibility because it, it like this episode made Dre seem weaker you know it seemed like it made him seem vulnerable so i think he needs a powerful ally at this point to make him you know that much stronger again in our eyes and i think you know if he does get in with the the sister the the other jimenez that would be a powerful ally you know if the if the brother's out the way you know so but to me, I think all of that was intentional to show that Dre, even though he may think that he's ready for the big leagues of drug dealing and carteling, he's really not. Yeah, so, I mean, that's true. Yeah. He may end up being scared off by this whole thing. Yeah. Or it may end up like a situation with The Wire where he's not even killed by uh, Tommy, Dre, and Kanan. It may be by some botched drug thing, or something really random. Like a li- just, you mean you mean it might be like a little uh, a five year old, a little school little, kid or something. Little school kid going <laughs> oh, to buy the, the wire. <laughs> yeah, the wire. There you go. 
no, let me get a pack of gum, a gum. And then he shoots him in the head. I don't know. Something stupid like that. Because he's just in way over his head. And in the, the way how he was reacting when they killed those three guys, it was just weird. And it wasn't even like he was doing the stare down. It was the guy who actually killed Urel who was doing the stare down. So, yeah, nah, I don't see it that way. I see he's he just might just end up running. I think I, th- I think it's funny how last season Dre had that line to Crystal Ball about making sure that you you know it, 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 there's power in being under underestimated by others, which is why if it is one of Dre's own men that takes him out, that'll be very very ironic. Where you had that line and now you're seeing other people can definitely take this guy out whenever they get ready. So I'm I'm very curious to see how they handle this because uh what oh sorry oh no oh, no oh, no go ahead. In some weird way, it could be Tariq. Maybe, but he thinks that Tariq is his little ally, sending him text messages and smiley faces. Yeah, you're right about that. You know, you're 100% right about that. One one thing I will add real quick is that I saw, uh, you know, the power, like the recap inside episode 501, 502, 503. One thing I thought was very interesting in one of those is that, you know, Courtney Kemp had said that, they had made a very, very tough decision not to kill Dre in episode one because they said that there was a script that was already written in which Dre was supposed to get killed, but they decided, no, we're not going to do that. So, yeah, I, I would I would hope that by them deciding not to do that, that when he does get taken out, it is a far better death and a far better explanation uh, because I also agree you could have taken him out in episode one right at the grave site, but uh, they decided not to, so let's hope that that decision is leading to something because, as she said, they're building him up to be Ghost 2.0. So, yeah, they got to explain that further, I guess. But we'll or, see where, where, where that's going. Or Chicken Little 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chicken Little 2.0 works. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I, I have some other theories too but i'll I'll get to those later because they relate to another character but um let let's uh talk about jamie a little bit and what what he got up to uh in this episode so um you know he went uh he he goes back and forth with with tate a lot on in this because they're trying to get that investor uh the the investor lady and everything and um at first she declines when they they meet with her um and you know um tate and jamie bump heads over that and then later on in the episode, you know, uh, Jamie decides to wine and dine her. And, you know, we all know what happens after that. Um, and I, I must say that woman was very bold as well. She was like, oh, make sure you bring the bottle up with you. Like, that was that was funny. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, what do you guys think about what, what's going on with Jamie? Oh, and also, you know, towards the end of the episode and stuff, like, well, at the start, actually, um, Tommy makes, you know, um, he makes a proposition to Jamie, like to to get back into cleaning money and stuff, so that you know they could uh, be carrying cash, clean cash, and everything. Um, and then you know Jamie actually um, declines, but then later on in the episode, because he needs the capital to do whatever he's doing with Tate, he actually ends up agreeing with Tommy later on. So it's like he's getting back into the dirt slowly. Plus, he also murdered that guy last week, so that's something else, you know. That's uh, that could come back to haunt him. So, what do you guys think about what's going on with Jamie right now? I'll go with you first, Dana. 
Jamie, as Tasha said, is reckless right now. Um, the whole situation with the deal, I wasn't surprised by that because if you look at the woman's like reaction and the, her body language, she really couldn't stand um, the uh, Lorenzo. She couldn't really, you know, stand him. And then there, you can clearly see that they're having like this argument at the table. And she's just like, this is very unprofessional. And she clearly was more attracted to Jamie. And it wasn't much of a wine or die. She just wanted what she wanted, you know. She allowed herself to to have that relations. And then he got that money. Um, I do think that, yeah, he was trying to go for the more professional route. And that by him sleeping with her made him come across as a bit whorish or hoish or whatever one you prefer. Um, but they got what they what they needed at the end. Um, was, so I just think overall, he was just reckless. He really didn't think about what it, how this can come back at him. And especially the thing with the number that he stabbed the guy and they brought it up during this episode as well. And so I just, and him sit, sitting around and wanting to, you know, finally agreeing to do the clean money thing and to run the money through the club. So I think that this may also end up backfiring against Jamie. Yeah. yeah what do you think, Rich? So let me just start out by saying that when I saw this uh, over-the-top sex scene with Jamie, I thought... <laughs> Man, I feel bad for Jamie Foxx because his all those songs and all that going after Fancy didn't work out because she still said no, whatever that relationship. And we don't know. Yeah, the yeah the woman is obviously married. You saw her take the wedding ring off and then mess around with Jamie. So yeah, but but you know, one thing I got out of this Jamie, this whole episode, you know, they are trying to do some things with the character, showing that you know he's still trying to do what he can to make things happen on his own and they're not quite working out the way that he anticipated. Now, as, as Dana already mentioned, the lady wanted to just, she just wanted to get herself some action, you know, and she, she got herself some action, you know, Jamie thought, Oh, I'm going to get paid off of this. And he didn't get the money. He still had to do it his own way. So very interesting direction that they're taking. Uh, when I did see last week that he killed the, the drunk guy, I thought that was interesting. You know, they, they make him out to be a vigilante, I guess you could say, because he is trying to get back the fact that he wasn't the one to kill Ray Ray. So I guess he had to get that out of his system. But as we saw in this episode, that didn't really have any any effect on the family that was actually witnessed, that, that actually had the, the kid murdered. You know, the police is suspecting that the father actually killed the guy since he already wanted to kill the guy. So that didn't really turn out to be a positive outcome in the end. Um, but yes, this is how I guess Jamie chose to grieve with the fact that he lost his daughter, which, okay, I understand that, but uh, still it didn't really resolve anything because his daughter's not coming back as Tasha said. Um, but yeah, the fact that he has all these, these things with Tate, I, I really feel like, well, now I feel like Tate is an annoying character. So I'm curious to know what is going to happen with, with him and Tate, because I feel like Tate could turn on him later as well, but I don't really know how that's going to happen. I know he knows that Jamie is, is pretty dirty and will do underhanded stuff. We also know that Tate is dirty and will do underhanded stuff, although we still don't really know all that Tate is capable of doing quite yet, and I feel as though we're going to get answers to that as the season progresses. 
But uh, just a very interesting dynamic. And to go off of the point that you also made, Gary, about the fact that uh, Jamie now once again working with Tommy or having to resort to work with Tommy. And then right after he, he tells Tommy, I don't want Kanan involved, then Kanan comes back and says, oh, I got the money. Let's do this deal. I want, I want to just make a mention of one thing. Before this episode started and they showed the recap, they pointed out in that recap when they were approached by that other connect, Jason, and Jason pointed to Kanan and said, oh, you're involved in this too now. I think now that you have Kanan involved and he is now putting money into this operation, I 100% believe that later on Kanan could come back to Jason and try to do a deal with him, then just cut Tommy and ghost out completely. I think that's happening because they already foreshadowed that now you got Kanan involved in this and Jamie involved in this all because Tommy wasn't doing his business. And we already know Kanan can turn on anybody because he's out for himself. You know, right now they perceive the picture of, well, yeah, he's doing what he can to take down Dre, but we already know he wants a piece of the pie. He wants to be in charge. So I 100% believe when push comes to shove, he will do that when the time is right because they've already planted those seeds. But yeah. we shall see what happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we're, uh, we're definitely going to get to Canaan. Um, <laughs> but Dana, real quick, was that was there any uh, thing you, because I saw your mic going, was there something you was going to um, say about what, what Rich was talking about with Tate? With Tate, I'm just trying to figure out who's more desperate between the two of them. And right now, it just seems more like Jamie is. So I that, agree. Because remember, he Lorenzo wasn't that desperate, even though she brought in $12 million. He was like, okay, like I'm mad at you, but okay, I guess I'm going to find somebody else. Yeah, um, but, Tate is he's clearly using Jamie because remember, you know, oh, yeah. he's he's got that campaign or whatever. So he, he's yeah. clearly just using him. Um, and yeah, Jamie is in the more uh, needy state. Like he kind of needs this stuff, you know. Um, he needs, he, I think it's all of a distraction, you know, so he's not focused on um, Raina. And even it's kind of weird that I find that we'll get into this later, but he's not interacting with Tariq at all. And he's just going off on his own and the whole thing with Kanan, you know, how that shocked um, Tasha. We'll get into that later. But he just seems like he's the more reckless of the two. Yes, um, Tate is, is, you know, not to be trusted at all, but he seems to at least have his stuff together. So right now I think that Jamie is making some really bad choices that can come back at the end on him. And remember when he was speaking to Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. The lawyer guy who was on Entourage. Oh, uh, well, I call him Turtle, but uh, his yeah, real Turtle. name is, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Proctor, that's it. Proctor, yes. Remember when he was speaking to Proctor, and Proctor was like, you know, why do you keep talking to me? What's going on? You know, why are we here? He's just doing a lot of things that are not making any sense that I think is going to backfire at the very end. So, I. I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I, 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 there's a quick question I wanted to ask you both before we move on to the, to the next part of the, the next topic, and that is, who the hell is in charge of the club right now? Because when I saw the scene where they're meeting at the club, I'm like, wait a minute, isn't Dre still <laughs> running the club? Why the hell is Jamie even allowed in the club at this point? Yo, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, I was like, wait, which club is this? Like, 
confused. Is, is this the Luke Cage Club or something? Like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's just something that I, I I thought stood out to me. I guess uh, there will be an explanation for that later. I don't know. It, when you said that there was some lazy writing, Gary, I thought that was a little bit lazy because we clearly know that Dre is the one that's in charge of the club. At no point did it ever show Jamie ever getting back control of his own club. So I was very confused when they were meeting there because I would have thought if Dre had people there, they're going to be like, well, hold on. You can't let this guy in here. So I was confused about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very confusing. Like, I, I really don't know who owns Club Truth anymore. But, uh, yeah, um, a lot going on with Jamie. Uh, I guess we got to see how that all plays out. But I, I feel like the next, well, the next few characters that we're going to discuss, I feel like they really stole this episode and it was like all about them. So let's get to Kanan first. Um, so a lot, a lot was going on with Kanan. You know, obviously he, uh, he manipulated Dre's friend and, uh, you know, made them rob Cristobal and everything. Um, and, you know, he raised the money to get back in the drug game with Tommy. And my favorite scene of this episode him and tasha like a lot was going on in that scene like that was a very very intense scene you know um tasha is going to 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 talk to tommy she's you know she's at his door looking for him um you know because she wants to talk about jamie and everything and tell tell tommy to keep an eye on him but kanan is lurking and you know they have a very intense moment and she's like, you know, um, basically like stay away from us and stay away from Tariq and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, Kanan is, you know, he's all feeling up on her and, you know, he's he's being Kanan. Um, so, yeah, it was a very powerful scene. And I, I think, uh, like, like you said before, Rich, uh, a lot of the stuff they put in this show is very deliberate. So I, I feel like this scene in particular is foreshadowing some some stuff like as i feel like there's some stuff that's going to happen later on in this season that's going to be directly tied to kanan and tasha um and there's been rumors you know speculation floating around about certain things you know which i'm sure maybe you'll bring up but i don't know like i i feel like there's there's a lot there's a lot going on between these two characters um, and something is, is definitely going to happen that ties both of them together later on, I think. So what do you guys think about what's going on with Kanan and, you know, the whole Tasha scene and everything like that? So I'll go with you first, Dana. That was the most impactful scene. And it was all of what, three minutes when he grabbed her in the hallway and then she looked up at him with like no fear at all and was like, well, you better kill me. I'm going to find a way to come after you. And then you can kind of see like he's laughing, but he's like, oh. And then when she runs out the building and then Tommy runs after her and she has that conversation like, why didn't you kill Kanan? I hate you. We're your family, not him. Um, yeah, I think she's going to find a way to probably get after Kanan. Because, you know, the whole situation with Tariq, the situation with Raina, and then he, she they're being super friends again with Jamie. And he's not keeping her in the loop fully about everything. So I think she's she's going to finally pretend to be a mother who cares and goes after Kanan. For sure. I think that was one of the most the powerful scenes where we're going to see things actually turn. And Tasha, to me, this whole episode, she just kind of took control of everything. Even when she was with, oh gosh, the girl, who, the, Lala Anthony. 
can't remember. Keisha. <laughs> Keisha. And that sad face she had, I almost let Tommy in. And then she had that conversation and she's like, you know, I love you. I love Tommy, but be careful of Tommy. What are you doing? She just seemed to be like the whole mama bear. And then the car scene, I'm sure we're getting to later with Tariq. And they finally shared that moment together. Oh, I think she's going to be the one who's going to finally give the audience what she what we want and to get things done. When there's all this, why haven't you killed this one? Why haven't you figured this out, out yet? She's going to be the one who's going to be the leader in all of this. What would you think, Rich? So uh, let, let me make, make a quick comment about that car scene between uh, Tasha and Tariq real fast. I thought that was also a, a very uh, interesting scene. Uh, you know, it was a very real, raw scene of her admitting the life that they used to live. But I have to say this. Uh, when I saw Tariq cry, I, I, I couldn't help but laugh because, you know, this is a character that is built up now for people like, well, I dislike this character. I just want to see him killed off the show. So when I saw the the genuine the genuine emotion he had for his sister getting killed, it, it uh, I had to laugh a little bit at that. Um, maybe that means they did a good job acting, but it's just that because I, I see how they have perceived the character, how people are receiving the character. No one likes this character, so we'll see where that goes. But uh, to jump back on to Tasha, I also agree with the both of you. The, the most powerful scene I think of this episode had to be her interaction with Kanan. And I do agree with uh, what Gary said that that will be revisited later. Um, of course, the theory that Gary is mentioning that's pointing around, we can talk about that briefly and we can also debunk that because I'm curious if Dana also heard about that theory. But I will say there definitely is a reason why she doesn't want Kanan around. Uh, and while Tasha definitely looks strong in this episode, we also know that Tasha does have some skeletons in her closet because she messed around with Terry. I think that is going to eventually come up once again because, you know, Ghost didn't even know anything about that. I would not be surprised if that is something that is revisited, although I don't really think it needs to be revisited right now, but that I can see that coming back later. But her interaction and the fact that she, I mean, she just got straight up raw and rugged with, with, with Kanan yeah, there's some real hatred there. Um, and the fact that they have this whole alliance as, with the super friends, as Dana would call them, that right there is headed for some rocky some rocky things moving forward, I would say. Because the whole thing about the trusting and then the fact that Ghost told Tommy, I, if we're, if we're going to work together, I don't want Kanan involved, but now you got Kanan involved. There's definitely going to be some tension between all three of them, I would think, coming soon, uh, sooner rather than later. But um, with Tasha, yeah, I, I enjoyed her in this episode. She did look as though her character is ready to go above and beyond and be stronger and do the things that she needs to do, take care of her own. I'm glad that she made up with her son, but I'm very curious to see what happens with her and Kanan moving forward because, as you already said, Gary, that will be revisited, and I'm just curious to know how they're going to revisit it if they eventually do decide to kill Kanan, if she's going to be the one that kills him. And then also because we know that Tariq will eventually get involved in all of this, including the drug game itself. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how she's going to deal with Kanan moving forward. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So, like, I guess, you know, for the listeners who want to, uh, who wondering, you know, what we're talking about with the theory. So there was a, <laughs> there was a theory put out there on internet land that, um, 
you know, Kanan and Tasha slept around back in the day and that Tariq is actually Kanan's child. So that's the theory. But Courtney Kemp quickly came out to debunk this and she said, uh, you know, Tariq and Reyna are twins. And, you know, uh, basically trying to, you know, um, say that, you know, that there's no way that's true and stuff. But, um, I mean, she could just be spinning things. She could be trying to throw us off. But, um, Dana, have you heard about that theory? And if you have, like, what do you think about it? Like, after seeing that scene today, you know? Um, oh, that was weird. Because I always thought that. Oh, whoa. No, just because you're twins don't still mean that you the baby daddy. Yeah, see, that that's exactly what I was thinking. Because that Courtney Kemp, when she came out, she said, um, you know, um, Tariq and Reyna are like her logic was basically Tariq and Reyna are twins, but she she didn't she did not say that Kanan isn't their father though. She just yeah. said that they're twins. So yeah, that's the baby daddy. It is it, it, still a possibility, kind of low key. No, and it was but, that weird thing. Remember how he was like Karen for at the end? He was like you know he was like Karen for little Tariq, like he was his little man. So yeah. yeah. I didn't know how y'all got... Yeah, I then thought that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Because now it seems too obvious. Like, you know, now that it's out there, it seems too obvious. But I don't know. Like, See, see, well, see one, one thing I want to say is the way the person laid out the explanation as to how that is, why that is true, that the way they laid it out is a very, very thought-out explanation because they took examples from stuff that has happened in previous seasons. And one thing they pointed out where... There was a conversation that Jukebox had with Kanan, where Kanan was talking about how Ghost stole everything from him. And then she also alluded to the fact that's not the only thing he took away from you. So saying, suggesting that that was Tasha. Yeah, the way that the person put that stuff together, those are some very good theories. So that's why I said, we'll see what happens moving forward. But I will make this joke and I will say this. We definitely know Sean is Kanan's kid. There's no doubt about that, Gary. I mean, I know that uh, people may be skeptical. No, I definitely think that Sean is Kanan's, that 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 that's that, that was Kanan's son. You know what's funny about the theory, though? Like, say it's true, right? That means that Tasha slept with her baby daddy's son. Like, that yeah. <laughs> That'd be very disturbing. That's hilarious. So, yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I guess we'll see if there's any truth to that and if that storyline comes to fruition. Um, you know, I mean, it, if nobody would have made mention of that and it happened, it might have been a little shock to the system. But I feel like now that it's out there, if it happens now, it's probably not going to, you know, hit us as uh, it's probably not going to hit as well. It's probably not going to go down as like a great plot twist or anything. So um, I don't know. We'll We'll see what happens with that. But there, there definitely is something, you know, between Tasha and Kanan. There's some animosity there, and uh, I definitely feel like we're, if they're going to revisit that for sure. So. That was some long-standing hatred and had nothing to do with just Dre. Yeah, that's true. Some hatred, and the way how he was grabbing her. You know, remember when he was like, "Oh, you like it rough." <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like the way he flirts with her and stuff. Like we we see him with other women, and like usually he's laughing, joking with them, like kind of low key dissing them as well at the same time. But we, it was different with Tasha. Like it was like there's some sort of history there or some sort of tension. Like so, 
So yeah, um, yep. interesting. Explains, explains why Dre's still alive. Yeah. Not Dre. Um, Tariq. Sorry. Tariq. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a, a lot going on with Kanan. I, I do want to say one thing as well because I feel like um, I'm, I'm a Fifty Cent fan. But I can admit that his acting isn't always good. But I feel like in this episode, he really nailed the character Kanan in this episode. Like he did a great job portraying him in this episode in particular. So um, I do want to say that. Um, so, you know, we already spoke about the, the Tariq and Tasha thing, um, which was something I was going to, you know, bring up. Um, so let's get straight to Tommy and Teresi because. Uh, that's the the big shock to the system that happened in this episode. So, um, you know, uh, towards the start of the episode, we see uh, Sax and Mock go to visit Teresi, and they're asking questions about Tommy Egan and everything, and why Tommy Egan suddenly come to see him. And then um, Teresi kind of he he goes into this uh, you know new he goes into this 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 new personality that we'd never seen before and he's like oh like uh, i've been waiting for this day to happen um and you know um i think he kind of alludes to the fact that um he's kind of setting up tommy and he has dirt on him and um he's gonna cooperate with them you know basically to get his freedom and then later on we see teresi have a conversation with tommy over the phone and he said he's getting out and there was some sort of technicality in his case that's the, and that's the reason he's getting out, you know. And then we see Tommy have a lot of anxiety about his dad coming out and having to sp spend actual time with him. He even goes to visit Lala and you know confide in her a little bit, but he's also trying to get a little something, something too. But um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, he even confides in, confines in um Kanan at one point as well. So he it, like. He's he's even having his own suspicions about what's going on here. And then, you know, of course, at the end of the episode, Teresi gets released and Tommy picks him up. So what do you guys think is going to happen with this? Because this is uh, this is a pretty big deal. The fact that Teresi's now out and about walking and he does know a lot about both Jamie and Tommy. And remember, last season, he actually witnessed um, and, and assisted in Jamie killing the correctional officer, you know, so, and rest in peace to Charlie Murphy as well. But yeah, so Teresi, he, he's got a lot of dirt on both men. And one thing that, that I'm still confused about is, is he actually Tommy's dad or not? Like, cause he alluded to the fact that he was lying about that. And yeah. So like, Rich, what did you think of that? What did you think of the, this whole Teresi angle that happened? Well, this is by far uh, one of the biggest biggest things about this episode, aside from Tasha's interaction with Kanan. Uh, I, now, I, I am a little confused as well because I figured that, well, he definitely could be the father. But, I mean, it could be a situation where, you know, he slept around with Tommy's mom and maybe she thought he was the father, but it, it, in actuality it's somebody else. Uh, that'll be like a Jerry Springer, Maury Povich moment right there, if that's the case. But um, I will just say that, yeah, I, the fact that he was so quick to turn on Tommy, all because he wanted to get back to his, he wanted to see his dying wife is, I mean, that, that goes that goes to show the length of, of, of really 
who he really cares about in this particular situation. Obviously, he did not want her to know that Tommy is his son. And he was very much trying to hold that back away from her. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I really don't know what his motive is here. Uh, obviously, if he does plan to do some stuff with Tommy, it, it, yeah, he could be using him. And, uh, yeah, as you alluded to, he definitely has dirt on him and Ghost. But I don't really know which, which direction they're going to take this character now because it can go in multiple directions. Now, he can work with, cooperate with the police, bring down Tommy. Or it can be the same thing we saw with uh, Tariq and Kanan, where eventually, even if he isn't the father, he starts to develop feelings for Tommy. Because I, I go back to when they had the scene where Tommy picked him up in the nice car. I was like, like, oh, this is a nice ride. Like, he's uh, sort of uh, impressed. And he may grow to like Tommy now that he will get to spend time with him. So I could see that happening. But whether or not he is the father, I find that to be very interesting. I mean, part of me thinks he still is the father, but... I guess we're going to have to see because, again, just the way that he cooperated with the cops, and as they alluded to, he is somebody who he doesn't really talk about. He's not a, not a snitch. He hasn't been a snitch for the longest. So for him to just snitch like that to get out, they def he definitely has a plan and an end game for what he is going to eventually do, and I'm curious to see how they play that out. One thing I will say, though, and I will give the writers props for this, is that they didn't make Tommy just completely be, be oblivious to all of this. Like he did question, he went and he asked, uh, you know, Proctor to do a search and look in to see what this guy is all about. And the guy confirmed, yes, he is your father. So it's not like he's totally oblivious to it. I mean, he went to Lala and he asked, asked her about it as well. Uh, Keisha rather. Yes. He asked her about it as well. So he did confide in some people, but I do think it's still going to cause some tension because the fact that he already has this thing he's trying to do with, uh, with, 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 with Jamie and Kanan and taking down Dre. So obviously, you know, we know that uh, Jamie does not have a good relationship with Teresi because he tried to use him when he was in jail. So I'm very curious to see how he's going to take this news knowing that now he's out. You know, Kanan is oblivious to all of this because he didn't know the guy. He didn't meet the guy before. But Tom, but 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 uh, Ghost does have a history with Teresi, so it's going to be very interesting to see how he takes this news that oh now this guy is out now he might feel a little, a little threatened, and that may lead to some more tension. But like I said, very good twist with Teresi. I'm very curious to see where they take the, char the character because it can go in literally any direction from here, and it will be very interesting either way. But yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I really just want to see how it plays out because, like you said, it like we don't know what his true intention is. Like maybe he's trying to set up Tommy, or maybe he just wanted to use that situation to get out, you know. And maybe he's uh trying to um, steer the cops down the wrong path. But one thing is for certain: the fact that he's out, the 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 feds are expecting him to cooperate now, so he is going to have to see them, you know, and they're. Like he's gonna have to do something with them because that's the whole reason he's out. So um, I really want to see how they spin that. Um, I'm thinking maybe even uh, he 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 leads Sax and um, Mock down the wrong path, and they end up, you know, uh, being being fired for it maybe because it, maybe it leads somewhere dangerous, and um, you know they end up taking a fall for it. Um, so. I uh, 
I just, I just, I just, I just want to say, if, if that happens, then I will be all for it because I do not like seeing these corrupt cops going above and beyond to do their job. They all have to pay, including Angela. You know, so if it does go down a path and something happens to these guys, I, I will be the first one clapping and talking about it on this show when it happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I really don't know how to take it, man. Like, uh, I don't want to believe that he's just going to, you know, um, switch up on Tommy just like that. I, I feel like he's trying to leverage the situation to his advantage, I guess. But he's also going to have to uh, reestablish himself with the Italians too. So that's a whole nother side of things that that's going to play out too. You know, he's going to uh, be reunited with the, the Italians, Vincent and Sammy. So I wonder what's going to happen with that as well. Um, but yeah, Dana, do you have any thoughts on this whole Tommy and Teresi angle? This, this was the best reveal of the whole season so far. Um, and I have a completely different opinion than what you guys think. No, he doesn't care for his side. I'm pretty sure, like I'm 99% sure that's not even his kid. Um, the mom doesn't exactly look like she can remember who she slept with to begin with. So, no, that's not a, his son. Cocaine also, is a hell of a drug. It is one one heck of a drug indeed. But, no, um, he is a man who cares about himself and only himself. And even if he thinks that Tommy is his biological son, he will still turn on him just so that he can save himself. I don't see him having any issues with snitching on somebody, with turning against Tommy. And Tommy right now is acting reckless as well. So I can see Tommy easily being taken down by his supposed father. Um, I do see that this reunion with the with the Italians because they made it a big point. Remember, he was like, you know, he talked about how you know he's we're gonna get into some trouble was like his final line in the scene. And then when Tommy was talking to Kane, and he was like, you know, I'm with the Italians, I'm Italian, and he made that joke about Armani suits. That was hilarious. That was. I think that the Italians is gonna play a huge scene, a huge part, and maybe they may be the ones who are able to get rid of the Hermenes for them. So that also could come into play, but I do see Tommy's supposed father flipping on everyone, and that's gonna end up being another plot that's everyone's in trouble. I you know I I, I want to ask you both a quick question. And th those those were excellent thoughts, by the way. Uh, so if it does, that happens, a I'll be all for that. But seeing how Tommy lied to them when he when you know remember when the other two guys got killed, the other two hitters, yeah. he lied to, to 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 Sammy and said he took care. He lied to Vincent rather and said I took care of the guy. What if he tells his dad, well, actually I didn't take care of the guy. Then his dad could say, well, hey, Tommy didn't do it, and. Yeah, that's a way to put them now. Now they definitely have a motive to take out Tommy because he lied to them. Uh, so that's interesting also because I feel as though he is going to start to trust Teresi a little bit more. And I can see him telling Teresi, oh, well, I never took out that guy. This is the guy. And that could lead to some issues. He's cautious right now, but at, it seems like he wants that relationship. Yeah. Because he is still pursuing it. And everyone is coming up like, well, I don't know. And, you know, the guy is saying, oh, he's clean. So maybe it'll put him to ease for a little bit. And then maybe he'll realize that he's being played, but it's way too late for him to do anything. But I do see him 
you know, wanting to have that fatherly love. Remember when they did the hug and it was like that weird hug and Tommy didn't exactly know what to do. And he just kind of like banged the other, he banged Daddy Teresa's chest in his back. It was this weird thing. But, um, <laughs> oh, I, I know that situation all too well. But yeah, go on. Yeah, it was just, it was awkward. But I see him, he picked him up. He was the only one who showed. So, yeah, he wants that relationship. Yeah. Yeah, um I'm I mean like you said Rich I'm I'm just happy that they uh they showed that Tommy can think for himself like he he was you know suspicious about it he was anxious and I'm glad they showed that because it would have been real stupid if like he just followed blindly without really thinking over this stuff. Um I so think I'm, that's with anything if somebody randomly comes back into your life after what 20 30 years you're going to be a little suspicious. Yeah. So I don't really give that much of a thought because he's still like, yay, daddy's here. But th this is all the stuff that really <laughs> makes, this is the stuff that really makes Tommy the one of the best characters on power. I think like it just, he's like one of the most developed characters there is. So um, they always do a great job with his story arcs. So give them props for that. Um, but yeah, um, any final thoughts about, you know, anything at all in this episode that you you guys want to bring up? Rich, uh, go 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 to Dana first. I'm 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 gonna think for a quick okay. second. Dana, uh, anything that, else? Yeah, no, just that this is the greatest reveal. It reminded me of that whole "It was me all along." Stone Cold, remember that thing with Vince McMahon? <laughs> so no, I loved it, and then I, I just loved how he was like, "I was waiting for this moment," and then the two cops looked at each other and was like, "Wait, what? You've been planning this the whole time?" Yep. And then how they was sitting there and handed him the phone so he could call Tommy to tell him he was getting out. And they all, they all had like little attitudes, but they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was great. I think this is going to be like a major plot point. Yeah. Uh, my, my concern is like, there's so much going on in the show right now. And it's like, there's only 10 episodes. It's like, are, are they going to be able to tie all this together? Cause like, there's like, uh, I remember the days when it was just Lobos as like the main connect and everything. Now they got like eight connects or something like that. Like there's like, there's <laughs> <laughs> like what well, I say. a lot of people are going to be killed off within like the first half, right? When we hit season five, you're going to be like 20 people are dead. Well, one thing that I will say is if Jamie, Kanan, or Ghost are to kill off somebody in the future, I hope that by then they know how to aim because that first episode, I go back to that first episode <laughs> when they try to take out Dre and all of them can't shoot. I'm like, come on, man. These guys, they're making them look bad. So hopefully when that does happen, they actually are going to be able to aim correctly and shoot the guy and make sure he's dead too. Well, you saw the preview for the next episode. So I did see that. Yes. Yep, that was a hot mess as well. Yes. I actually, I, I didn't see it. <laughs> the version I saw didn't have that, so I go go see that. But. It was after the credits. It, yeah, it's just bad. Oh, they, oh yeah, there, there definitely will be some some guns fired in that next episode. We know that much. Ducking and diving, and everybody's shooting like they're ninety years old. I'm coming <laughs> for you. <laughs> like they got some type of like disease or something it was a mess yes yeah but yeah rich was there any uh final things you wanted to bring up from the episode oh no i i 
I just overall thought it was a very enjoyable episode. Uh, you know, in, in terms of all of the storylines going on, I really like this because it does give them a lot to play with as the season goes on. I know they have already announced that it was approved for season six. So hopefully they don't feel that they need to rush through some of these storylines, but at the same time, don't drag things out too long. Like if they feel something needs to end at a certain point, definitely end it at that point, but uh, just try to keep it at a good pace and, and I will continue to watch and be entertained. But I, I give them props. Uh, once again, the Tasha and Kanan scene, that stole the show for me this particular episode, but the Teresi turn also a very major, major plot point, and I'm very interested to see where all of this goes, in addition to how all the characters will be impacted by the events of what's going on, because now, again, we have Tate and, and, and Ghost. They have this whole thing with Raina's situation. They have to deal with that. You have, uh, of course, Ghost, Tommy, and Kanan, their whole relationship and how they were all buddied up at the beginning of the season Whereas I think as the season goes on, that relationship will start to disintegrate as other stuff starts to happen. Well, they already then, put it in that it's going to disintegrate. Because remember when they had the scene? Oh, with, yeah. Um, Tommy saying, remember what um, Jamie's saying to Tommy, don't do business with Kanan? Yep. Or, I'm not going to screw with you anymore. And then what do we see happen when he opened the door? I got the money. And Tommy's like, all right, super friends. That's right. And then, and then at the end of... That little preview scene that we saw where when Ghost finds out that Teresi is out and Ghost tells tells uh, Tommy, man, we've been friends since forever. You've only known Teresi for like, what, 15 minutes or something like that? So that right there, yeah, it's a lot of stuff that's going to happen, a lot of tension. And I'm very curious to see how all the characters interact with each other, how they react. And of course, all the other turns that are going to happen because... There's still other stuff that's going to happen. And I do expect Tariq to eventually get in the game and try to do his own thing because there was a trailer that came out about that also. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be very very entertaining, though, from here on out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, regardless of, you know, what everyone says, because I hear a lot of, uh, you know, different reviews and people talk about power. And it seems like a lot of people are down on the show because they feel like it started out strong and it's kind of, you know, declining a bit. But regardless of what everyone says, I feel like, you know, I, I love watching power, like, you know, no matter what they do, like, I, I always find it interesting. I'm invested in the characters. And, you know, I feel like um, there's there's episodes that are better than others. And I feel like this episode was definitely one of the strongest episodes in, you know, in a while. So um, I have to give them props on, on this one. And uh, I really can't wait to see what, what's going to happen next in the show. So, yeah, uh, that's my final verdict on the episode. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us this week. Definitely leave all your thoughts and, you know, your theories in the comments and everything. Um, and make sure you subscribe on iTunes. You know, you can check out the, the website as well, or you can um, subscribe on YouTube page. And um, we appreciate you, you know, everyone listening. Definitely check out thecoalition.com for more, you know, entertainment and video gaming news and coverage and everything of that nature. And um, yeah, until next week, that's it from us. So peace out, people. Peace out.